The righteous shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As the Word of God quickens your heart, you can celebrate again. Hooray, I've been set free from sin. Thank God I have been forgiven. I am not guilty. I'm never going to have to pay for the sins I've committed because Jesus Christ Himself bore my sin in His body. I was singing today in my um, little space. I've carved out a little space at home where I can um, get alone and where no one's going to walk in on me. Actually, at the moment, our dog, our little um, Maltese cross Pomeranian, she is pregnant. And she is due to give birth to pups any day. And so we've created this little hidey hole for her. Um, it's, it's got a bit of a cover over it. And she just likes to go and sit in there and be all by herself in this sort of dark little corner. And because that's what they, where they like to go to give birth. They like to have a very private space where they feel safe and unobserved and, and away from prying eyes. And you know, I find myself that I really like to find a place where I can be unobserved, where I'm not afraid that anyone's going to walk in on me, my little prayer closet, that this is my space where I need to pray, where I need space. If I need to cry, I can cry. If I need to you know, intercede and travail, I know I'm not going to be disturbed or interrupted. Mums, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And. And it's a birthing place, I believe. The secret place is a birthing place. And what God births and conceives and births in private, he then magnifies himself gloriously in public. Hallelujah with those things. But it begins in the secret place. It begins in the quiet place. And in my little quiet space today, I was, I was singing, I felt an old hymn come to mind that I don't normally sing or haven't sung for a very long time. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty, hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Feed me now and evermore. It was going over and over in my head. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Feed me now and evermore. I am weak, but you are mighty. Lord, feed me with your heavenly bread. And as I was just singing this over and over to myself, I began to realize the Lord saying, I want to feed my people with the heavenly bread. You know, when the Syrophoenician woman came and was asking for a miracle for her daughter, Jesus said to her, it's not for me to um, give the children's bread. And, and she said, well, even the little dogs eat the crumbs from the table. 
and she was she got the miracle she was seeking for her daughter and I believe the Lord was showing us that even a crumb is enough for healing that the bread of Christ is so valuable is so important that when he was feeding the multitude he told the disciples to go and pick up the leftover pieces does anyone know how many baskets full of leftover pieces there were 12 because it's his governmental design that none of the bread would ever be wasted that none of that he didn't do it just to be tidy it's it's good not to litter it is good not to litter but you know he didn't do it because he didn't want the, the um, birds eating it. it he did it as a prophetic sign for us to say don't waste the value of the bread not even a crumb not even a crumb because whatever you need God has provided for feed me now and evermore feed me now and evermore we're going to turn to first peter chapter 2 if you have your bibles hallelujah can you feel the presence of the holy spirit here oh i can feel his presence it's beautiful magnificent jesus first peter chapter 2 verse 24 it's beautiful a beautiful passage here it says here he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness everyone went yeah, I'll give you another chance hang on I'll read it again engaged all right we're ready we're engaged like this is truth whoa very exciting all right you ready he himself this is Jesus bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness hooray that is crucified with him that when he went to the cross we went with him praise god that when he suffered we were crucified with christ hallelujah which is before you and i were ever born we were crucified by with christ and if by faith we receive the grace of our lord jesus christ we we are saved as we put our faith in the one who bore our sins on the cross hallelujah and in coming into faith in christ as our redeemer as our savior by receiving by faith the gift of righteousness the gift of mercy we become new creations we become qualified to be joined to the one who is perfectly holy the struggle of trying to be good enough or trying to live up to a standard is over he said it is finished and anyone who would believe on him will be saved yay that's exciting hooray the best news so wonderful but you keep reading in the same sentence in the same breath here as we read he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were healed hallelujah 
we believe as Christians, we believe that Jesus suffered and died and rose again and that anyone who puts their faith in him, their sins are forgiven. It was done, right? It was done on the cross. It is finished. There's no more sacrifice for sin because he took the sin of the whole world and all that was to come. He took it in his body that anyone who would believe to those who were far off, and he was speaking to the generations to come, any of those who will put their faith in the fact that he bore their sin before they even committed it, would be saved, would be set free from guilt and shame and the torment of punishment. Hooray! Yay! I'm sorry, I have to worship for you. Like, that is happy news. Let yourself think about it. Don't just go, yeah, yeah, I know. L really, the righteous shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As the Word of God quickens your heart, you can celebrate again. Hooray! I've been set free from sin. Thank God I have been forgiven. I am not guilty. I'm not guilty. I'm never going to have to pay for the sins I've committed because Jesus Christ himself bore my sin in his body. He bore my iniquities in his body. Everything about me that was crooked, he bore in his body. And so now by faith, I can walk as the righteousness of God in Christ. In him I live and move and have my being. I'm in him, I'm clean, I'm righteous, I'm holy. It's glorious, it's more glorious than we let ourselves understand. And it is the essence of the joy of our salvation. Oh, thank you, God. And we believe that, right? Who believes that? Yay, hooray. And in the very same breath, he says, For by his wounds you were healed. In the same way you've been forgiven. You know, even if our heart condemns us, it tells us in 1 John, he is greater than my heart and knows all things. And if my heart doesn't condemn me, whatever I ask, I receive. Hooray! That's a great passage. First John, I mean, you could just have it for dessert tonight. It is delicious. For those of you who've been fasting, you can have it as a meal breaker. First John, delicious. I love it. Run by, written by the disciple who'd referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> Loves. Oh. Even if my heart condemns me, he's greater than my heart, which means even if I don't feel saved, even if I don't feel forgiven, even if I don't feel righteous, the righteous shall live by faith, that he is greater than what I feel, greater than the guilt that I might be feeling, greater than the shame that I might be living under, greater than the condemnation that my head and my heart might be saying that I'm in. By having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, don't put your faith in your feelings, put your faith in 
him in who he is. He is the one who has taken my crookedness. He is the one who has made me a new creation. He's the one that's made me as he is. So am I in this world. My faith is in who he is and what he's done. And when he speaks, my faith is in who the, the one who has spoken these words and said, as I am, so are you in this world. Yay, hooray. But even if my heart condemns me, there is a higher truth. The fact might be that I feel guilty, or I feel tormented, or I feel anxious, or whatever it is. But the truth is that he is my peace. The truth is that he's my redeemer. The truth is that he's taken my sin and my shame. I remember... I, would, I struggled so much with condemnation as a young woman. I, I had this idea, probably from my past and my history, that God was always a little bit frustrated with me and that I was never quite doing well enough. And I remember getting up and writing a song um, to myself. And the Lord spoke to me through this song. And it was... Um, for I've covered your sin and taken your shame. I've paid every debt, now I'm calling your name. And I began to sing it. You went to the cross, had the nails through your hands. And now you're calling for your little lost lambs. And I sang it over and over again. You think that you've fallen too far from grace. You hear his voice, yet you still hide your face in shame. But he's covered your sins and taken your shame. He's paid all your debts, now he's calling your name. He went to the cross, had the nails through his hands. And now he's calling for his little lost lambs. And I remember as I read this, as I, I read what I wrote and I sang it and I'm sitting at the piano, I let the truth start to hit my heart. You think that you've fallen too far from grace. You hear his voice, yet you still hide your face in shame. But he's covered your sin taken your shame and this is what we need to be speaking to our hearts we need to be telling ourselves the truth what the holy spirit was doing through that song to my heart was helping me put his word in my mouth so that my ears would start to hear the truth and the truth would set me free from the lies of condemnation and guilt by speaking it out, suddenly I remembered what I knew cerebrally, it became real in my heart. In the same way, if you're experiencing symptoms in your body, if you're experiencing sickness or pain, that is a fact. You are feeling that. But there is a higher truth. And the truth is that he says here, just as you have been delivered from your shame and your guilt and your um, condemnation, 
just as he is better than you feel like you deserve, his word has been sent forth. His body was suffered. He himself bore our infirmities in his body. And by his stripes, you were healed. When he said it is finished, he wasn't just speaking of your sin. He was speaking of your sin, of your iniquity, of your peace, and of your healing. The fourfold atonement, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. He has done this. He sent this word forth. And just as the righteous shall live by faith, so too the healed live by faith. That is, that even if we are experiencing symptoms, I mean, I had a cold last week. I had to cancel. I, had, I canceled four meetings over two weekends. I never do that. But I had a croaky voice and a, a snotty nose. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And you go, oh, what's the door you open, sister? I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> stop it. Jesus isn't hassling me about that. But you know what he is doing? He would say, hey, you don't have to suffer with that. You don't have to have that. But here, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I was redeemed from the curse of the law. I've been redeemed from all of these fourfold things on the cross. He himself bore my iniquities in his body. He bore my infirmities in his body. He bore my transgressions in his body. He bore my fears and my anxieties in his body. So now I can come into agreement with the truth. And just as I would sing that song, and get delivered from the, the lies of condemnation and guilt, I can speak the word and I can recognize, wow, the truth, the truth is setting me free. The truth has made me free. This is the truth. I was healed. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says this. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Hallelujah. There's certain things we ask for and there's certain things too that we just know have already been done. So we can just believe we've received them, thank the Lord for them and take it by faith. Hallelujah. Believe that you have received it. Well, thank you, Lord. I tell a story that I heard um, I read E.W. Kenyon share about a tubercular lady, a young woman who had tuberculosis, end stage, um, back uh, early last century, before they had treatments for it. And she was a good Christian lady who loved God, and she was reading this passage in First Peter chapter 2 that I've just read to you. And she was reading it, and she got... She was worshiping God, saying, thank you that I'm forgiven, that I'm redeemed, that I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Thank you for that heal. Uh, thank you, Lord, for that forgiveness. 
But then she just kept reading and she went, by his stripes I was healed. And she read it to herself again, hang on, my sin's forgiven, I know that, I'm so grateful, but I don't think I've seen this before. By his stripes, you were healed. Well, God, I believe that about my sin. And I've been taught to believe everything that your word says, so. And she began to call out to her mother, Mom, 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 come quickly. Have you seen this? It says here, by his stripes I was healed. That means... That means it's already done. That means I've been healed. Oh, get my clothes for me. This is so exciting. And, and her mother was like, settle down, honey. She's like, no, no, it says here, I was healed. And the revelation hit her heart. And as it hit her heart, she decided, I'm going to get up and put my clothes on. And within three weeks, she was back to normal weight and completely whole. He says this, uh, and I loved it, of this testimony. What happened? She'd come to treat the Word of God as a direct revelation of what He was eager to do for her. When she saw what He'd said in His Word and believed it, it produced faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. God's healing power went through her body, and she was delivered. He sent his word. He has sent his word to you. And I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting you to begin to put it in your mouth, to begin to declare it, to begin to say it, begin to remind yourself, stir yourself up by way of remembrance of the truth of what has been done. This isn't some formula that you work. As you put your faith in who he is, knowing the kindness of God, like the extravagant kindness of God, like you saw tonight, the kindness of God in the tiny little details. He's so kind, it doesn't seem justified. Like, God, I don't need you to be that kind, but he is. We sometimes get a bit of a poverty mindset that is like, oh, I don't need God to be that kind. And God's like, I want to lavish more love on you than you're able to handle. It's true. We get this orphan mindset, oh, I don't, I don't need. And, and God goes, yeah, you do. My perfect love casts out fear. And my delight is I'm not just doing this for a purpose. I'm doing it because I love you. I want to lavish love on you to the extent that you can't handle it anymore. And you have to cry out for Holy Spirit's strength to be able to handle the lavish kindness of God. I mean... Two extreme measures. I went this week and I bought some flowers for my mum. It was her birthday and I was looking at the tulips and I thought, oh, gee, I love tulips. They're so beautiful. I went home and I had a delivery arrive that afternoon of a bunch of tulips from someone who loves me to send a bunch of tulips. Say, I just want the Lord, yeah, the Lord wants you to know that he loves you. I don't need that God, 
but I'm listening. You know what, you might feel like you can handle whatever sickness that you've lived with for a long time. But God's lavish kindness wants to interrupt your thinking and say, I want, I came that you might have life and life more abundant. Hallelujah. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine because he is good. We don't base our belief or our faith in our experience any more than we base our belief in our forgiveness on our feelings. Praise God, he is greater than our heart. Praise God that he is greater than our feelings. Praise God, he is greater than our experience. His word is higher. And as we believe his word and we allow his word to become real to us on the inside, It'll spark the life that he wants to bring. This week, or last week, last week I believe it was, um, I, got a, I was on a week holiday and I got a phone call from a lady that was expecting her first grandchild. The, the daughter-in-law had gone into um, labor and then the doctors had said, we've can't find a heartbeat. We believe the baby has died and it's going to be a stillbirth. And so she rang me and my instant reaction with her, we just went to war and declared this baby will live and not die. We declare life and wholeness to this child in the name of Jesus. Well, short time after, they examined her again and they found a heartbeat. <laughs> baby was delivered, it's home and happy, healthy, pink and beautiful. Praise the Lord. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to so establish in your heart the truth that is higher than any circumstance, that when a diagnosis comes, instead of adopting the position and going, oh, I'm a sick person, saying, I'm the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, I tell the story of, of Nathaniel and Haley. Um, who we love so much and are doing many of those little clips that you might be seeing on uh, social media for us. Just a clip of a salvation call that I've done here at church. And so many people are getting saved from that one little clip. It's astonishing. It's so beautiful. Praise the Lord. I want to close today's program by leaving you with this thought. Are you feeling stuck in a wilderness season? God's heart desire for you is not that you just survive through these wilderness times, but that you discover him in a really special way and learn what it looks like to partner with him with the promises that he's given you. Many of us have got promises that we haven't yet seen the fulfillment for, but there are keys that God wants to teach you about how to partner with him to see those promises come to pass. Prophetic words are not inevitabilities, but invitations waiting for us to partner with him so that we can see those promises come to pass in our lives. I want to help you not only get through your wilderness season, but maximize the growth that God wants to give you during those times and see you discover the joy of overcoming with him and stepping into the new season and the promises that he has for you. 
I want to invite you to come and be a monthly partner with us. We have so much fun. Every month we meet with our partners online, live, and we do a beautiful mentoring Zoom where we have discussion and questions. It's really special and we prophesy and pray together. I'd love to be able to join with you in our monthly partners mentoring sessions. So if you'd like to be a part of that, you can go to our website and sign up today as a monthly partner and help us take the message of the good news of the gospel all over the world.